Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans end their friendship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Rashawn, here with... Mella. Josh. And Lacey. Hello, my three favorite people. What's up, Rashawn? Hey, bestie. Mm -mm, Don't try that. (laughs) How's everyone doing? Good. I'm really good. Peek behind the curtain, but I feel like it's been a second since we have been on the mic. But yeah. maybe it hasn't. I don't know. It feels that I way. Know. I mean, not to the listeners. They'd be listening every Monday. That is why I said a peek oh. behind the curtain. I thought that was a Wizard of Oz reference, and I was just like, whatever. <laughs> it is. Oh, <laughs> Somebody come here. It's okay, y'all. I was talking about James Bond earlier. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, you're going to tell the story? Yeah, because it just, you know. She's going to tell it before you can. Yeah. We were talking to our friend Taylor and he was like, you guys should do a James Bond episode. And I was like, I think I've only seen one, 007. Just, you thought? Yeah. You thought one of the Bond movies. She said, I haven't seen 006. I haven't seen 008. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought James Bond, 007. This is a message for editing Rashawn, not recording Rashawn. Put in a clip of her explaining the octopusy <laughs> plot from her. And James Bond, the he's like Q. He helps him with all his tech. What's James Bond? What's oh James my Bond? God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. Well, maybe Mella, who is James Bond? <laughs> you know, he... Um, what does he do? He is a, an assassin. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he Already like, wrong. He, he likes his drinks shaken, not stirred. You know what? Yeah, let's let's take a quick break from the OK Butt segment to have uh, Mella summarize her favorite James Bond movie, <laughs> which is uh, what, what's the title again, Mel? Octopussy. Octopussy. Ooh, That's right. Octopussy. Mel, what's the plot of Octopussy again? This is the one where they go on a submarine. Mm-hmm. The submarine is like decked out, super fancy. And who's who's playing Bond in this one again? I know it's an older one. This is Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, okay. <laughs> um, that is a Bond. I'll give her that. They're in this. Okay, this is the one where he thought, you know what? I'm done doing all of this. Just want to go on a submarine with my lady friends. In down in the submarine, just with his chicks. <laughs> how how, how many chicks? Ten to twelve. When cinephiles, cinephiles. When cinephiles attack. So the first episode we ever recorded. Yeah, that'll fit right That's in. That's fitting, though, because this is the last episode we're ever going to record. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask what you guys have been watching, but I kind of don't care. Damn. But for what? fuck's sake, what have you guys been watching? I'm already uh, mad. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you know how I be. I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, okay. Hi. Really enjoy it a lot. I think Sebastian Stan is awesome. Anthony Mackie's good too, but I think Sebastian Stan's incredible. The Captain America movies, I think, have been the ones to kind of ground it, like Winter Soldier, even with Civil War. They've been the ones to kind of, hey, the things that are happening have consequences. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier continues that, and it, it deals with some really heavy themes like systemic racism and PTSD. So far, I think they're doing a bang up job. I do like it, but. I miss WandaVision. WandaVision was made mo- way more in line with my Marvel taste. But it is good. They're doing a good job with it. I also have to give a shout out. Season 5 of Nailed It is up on Netflix. Yeah. And it's a partner season, so it's two people per team totally failing at baking stuff. And it is just a great time. Shout out to Nicole Byer. She is amazing. This is a... Big nailed it household. We watch it all the time. Ooh. Should we have her as a guest on the pod? 
Yeah, Nicole! Sure. Let me just what the fuck? Let me call her. Let me text her. It's really just me calling my cousin Nikki and being like, look, this is what I need you to do. <laughs> but also, Nikki, come on the pod. Come on. Oh! Do it if you bad. Oh. <laughs> we watched Cherry. Oh, how was it? Ooh, baby. <laughs> It was, it was, it wasn't, no, no, it wasn't good. Uh, there is not. a POV shot into mm-hmm. Tom Holland's booty hoe. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that, Lacey? While he's getting a physical. Mm-hmm. No, I did not know that. <laughs> Let that inform whatever your opinion of this movie could be. I didn't think he was bad. Well, Rashawn, your taste is in question this episode. <laughs> I know how incredible it is. No, shut up. <laughs> that's, that's what I keep hearing is that it's not the best movie. Tom Holland does really well in a role he was maybe miscast in. Super miscast. It's, I, about, it's about four different movies. Yeah, it's four different movies. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that it was like based on a book or true story story both cut this out if it's giving anything away or just skip ahead this dude is supposed to be 40 40 uh, years that's, old 40 no that's the end at the that's end. a part of it at the yeah. end but i'm but that's like 10 minutes that's like 10 minutes of the movie oh of a three hour right 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 <laughs> i'm but i'm saying is tom holland barely looks 20 how the fuck is he playing 40 by the end of it i've seen the pictures on twitter that are pretty funny <laughs> They did the best they could, but it's come on. Just get an Harry order. Harry Potter drink. really set a standard with that one. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot about that. How Hermione doesn't age at all. They just put her hair in a bun. <laughs> That's all they do. It's a lot of movie. A lot, a lot, yeah. a lot of movie. It's fucking long. Y'all know how I feel about long movies, so there's that. <laughs> I don't think I've talked about it on the pod. I watched it a few weeks ago, but I want to bring it up again with the Oscars coming up around the corner. Not enough people are talking about Pieces of a Woman. You both recommended it. I finally got to see it. Vanessa Kirby is on another planet, talented and heartbreaking in this movie, and more people need to see it, more people need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Also, Rashawn, you and I got mm-hmm. to join our good friends at I Drink Your Podcast. Again. Again for you. First time for me. And we got to talk about Shrek 3. Hell yeah. Josh, I believe it is Shrek the 3rd. That's my bad. Shrek the 3rd. So go check us out at I Drink Your Podcast. And when you're done listening to that episode, listen to all the others. Big friends of the show. Big fan of theirs. We've done a few 2007 movies like Mm -hmm. that. It is quite a good year. And while you're at it, go download our Greatest Showman episode with them. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our Greatest Showman episode, what is wrong with you? Don't shame our <laughs> listeners. Going out of order. All right. So that was very nice. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to just get in the pod here. No, um, I think fantastic. we should keep going. Just for the sake of the 10 minute app, baby. <laughs> we, got, we, we got things to say. Well, okay. What are we fighting about? Rashawn. Yes, Joshua. <laughs> we watched Charlie's Angels. Full throttle. I see you're a man of taste. (laughs) It's the most sophisticated weapon system on the planet. It can operate without detection. It can strike without warning. And all it takes to unleash its power from anywhere in the world is three simple words. Good morning, angels. What's happening, Charlie? Bosley? You're damn right. The angel stepped out for a little air. Hey, Charlie, these girls are crazy. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle is a 2003 action comedy directed... A what? Action comedy. <laughs> directed by Mick G. It stars Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, Demi Moore, Crispin Glover, Justin Thoreau, Robert Patrick, Matt LeBlanc, Luke Wilson, John Cleese, Rodrigo Santoro, and the late great John Forsyth as Charlie, as well as the late great Bernie Mac as Bosley. This movie tells the story of the titular trio of angels that discover a plot to sell a trio of devices that contain the entire FBI witness protection list. 
it leads them to come into contact with a fallen angel who has a vendetta to settle against Charlie. Okay. <laughs> really I'm going to say some things. Okay. I am aware that this <laughs> is not a well-reviewed movie. I am mm-hmm. also aware that this is most likely, give or take two other choices, this is the lowest reviewed movie that we've ever done on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is we? <laughs> Me, myself, and I. You and Drew and Cameron and Lucy Lou. <laughs> yes. So Charlie's Angels has a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. That high? Yeah. Because some, <laughs> some people have their wits about them. The other two are both my movies as well. That's fine. <laughs> Bride of Not... Chucky and I Know What You Did Last Summer. That's good. What about me- that one from Mella? Which one? I don't know. I one think... of the ones I didn't like because I have good taste, so I figured it would I be I think her too. lowest is Never Been Kissed. Yeah, that one. That is well, 55%. Still higher so, than this movie. So let, it, let the record state that I, I've hosted three of the lowest reviewed movies on this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you again, we don't care. <laughs> Bishani. Yes. I don't hate this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I like this movie. I don't think it's the fucking best movie. <laughs> but if we're just, you know, starting relatively nice. I laugh. I think I laugh because you fucking laughed at it so hard that I, maybe I'm just <laughs> laughing at you. But I think it's a, I think the first one's better. I do. So there's that. I think Demi Moore is fucking bombshell and Jesus Christ, she looks great. So we'll start with that too. There's some parts of this movie that I said to you that I wouldn't say it on the podcast, but here I am, baby. I'm going to say it. (laughs) I don't get like the Shia LaBeouf whole thing why he's nope. in it not not because it's Shia LaBeouf but just his role in the movie yeah as we go on I'll just bring up my little nitpicks about this Josh <laughs> well Bella said we're starting kind of nice so I feel like I have to you don't have to you don't have to if you don't want to this movie fucking sucks damn <laughs> he's going right in dude it's so bad okay uh, what do you want me- where do we start Shia we'll start with Shia Actually, you, okay, we'll take we'll take it sucks. Lacey. <laughs> okay, listen, I had never seen either of the Charlie's Angels movies. So that might be why this experience missed me. That's not why. Um, I still, if you asked me to tell you what this movie was about, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I know there were rings, there were... Charlie's Angels. There was a lot of things. I just, that's all I got. I don't know what the, I don't know what this movie was about. You don't know what this movie is about. There were two rings. I still don't know what they were she, for. She, she, during the climactic fight on the rooftop, she turned and went, "What are the rings for?" <laughs> Therefore, I the, the two rings separately don't. don't do much, but together. They sync up and they reveal the entire list of the witness protection program. That's which it. is which is why Thoreau. Um, God, what did he want again? I don't. I can't remember. He just wants Dylan. He wants Dylan. That's it. No, he wanted something else. He want. No, he he said. Oh, that's right. He said, "Give us the rings." <laughs> you guys laugh. I have had to hear that. 82,000 times in the last week since we watched this movie. Give us a ranks. He said, I'm going to teach you and your friends about Dan. He's having um, a blast. Th- look, I'll say that, especially given the, the blooper reel, Dan, there's not a doubt in my mind that 100% of the cast were having the fucking time of their life filming this. Mm-hmm. Maybe something came out, maybe it wasn't ideal, but they sure looked like it. No, Rashawn. What? In the time you were doing the synopsis of the movie, I muted my mic. At this, I could find more. CitizenDamePod.com, GeekIreland.com, Butte.ei/life.com, TimeMagazine.com. Okay. 
evoke.com and puckermob.com mm-hmm. i was able to find all of those articles ranking justin thoreau's irish accent as the worst <laughs> on film accent or irish accent of all time the worst yes, yes. i i it's so bad that i thought it was a part of the joke is it not <laughs> Well, first of all, I don't think it's the worst, but I do think he's just having fun. I don't. I didn't come to full throttle for Irish authenticity. <laughs> what part of Ireland was it from? What part of the UK was it from? It was. From I don't know. Deep I don't Ireland. care. Who cares? Deep Ireland. I care. Deep, Why? The people of Ireland care. Deep Ireland. Do they? Are they looking to Seamus O'Grady for? <laughs> I mean, great Irish representation. Why couldn't he have just spoke like Justin Thoreau? Because he's Irish. His name is Seamus. His name is Seamus. Okay, yeah, his name is Seamus O'Grady. That's more than Irish enough. Yeah, I I definitely assumed it was part of the joke. Kind of like... What joke? Just... Just the movie. comedy of just it. The movie. I just want to hear... I just like hearing him say, P.N. Give us the ranks. Um... <laughs> Like in the way that uh, Fat Bastard has a Scottish accent in... He's Scottish. Yeah. That's clearly Scottish. His accent, let me put it to you this way. The way Justin Thoreau's accent bounced around the UK and Northern Ireland, it's as if someone did an American accent. One line, it's like if, they're, it's like if their dialects merge from Houston to, to, to Boston... <laughs> into california back in into like florida southern this is stupid as hell josh i don't know what you're talking about it was so (laughs) bad dude it's it's dumb sure is it does it make or break the movie for you it is a huge doc yeah why it's so bad look why one again his name was seamus o'grady we get it he's irish or two hire a fucking irish actor nah i like it and it's his shirt's off half the time okay then he doesn't have to speak in an irish accent (laughs) he doesn't have to speak in an irish accent or whatever that was okay accent whatever let's i'll take it fine it's bad i absolutely love this movie because it is just complete chaotic messy fun and it, it is never trying to be anything other than that. And it is very much aware that of what kind of movie it is. And I give points to any movie, whether serious or comedic or slapstick or action. I give points to any movie that is just completely itself. And I think this movie is unapologetically campy, over-the-top schlock. You can make Lacey mad with that one. Why? Ghibli, uh, Coraline, uh, Adam's family. Adam's family. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh huh. Because uh-huh. I don't, I don't know why these comparisons keep coming up. <laughs> you are never gonna live this down. I'm never gonna live this down because, first of all, Lacey, I rode with you hard for Moulin Rouge. I said Jaws was the best movie we have done on the show, bar none. But yet, I keep having to hear fucking Studio Ghibli and the Adams Family for the rest of my life. Did I not? Did I not ride with you? Did I not ride with you from Moulin Rouge? Did I not? You did. What about Jaws? Sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I enjoyed Titanic. Did I not? Oh, I don't know. You had some things to say about Titanic. Yeah, the slave part. The slave part. (laughs) (laughs) Which was fair. (laughs) The rest of the movie, I think. Carmela doesn't even like the whole movie. We're not doing this. We're not talking about Titanic. Titanic. We're talking about Titanic. Who brought up all these past movies? Not me. I I didn't either. We are talking about... (laughs) Los Angeles de Charlie's. What's, wait, what's full throttle? Ooh. Because they go hard, man. They're just... No, I meant in Spanish. <laughs> oh. I don't know. At, at me. At me. Because I really don't know. <laughs> so ready for an expert. <laughs> I'm ready. What you need? What questions you got? <laughs> I can... Rashad, I can get on that. I can get on your point about that it knows very well what movie it is. And it's just... 
it's you're in for it like the whole time so that's why i think i like this movie because in the parts where you know they're jumping off it's towards the end i mean it happens a lot but they ride pieces of wood down to the floor yeah, yeah you're not watching that and thinking like oh my god this could never happen like of course this is the movie that we've been fucking watching the whole time so you're just like fuck it i'll buy it these chicks i don't know like for i guess i'm speaking for myself i'm just i'm in for the ride the whole time but i do think that there is a lot of fucking plot that could just be shaved out i mean this this movie just treats them like superheroes that's it they're just superheroes they just happen to be three human women but everything that they do and all the set pieces i mean the the motocross sequence is just nut insane they're like riding motorcycles through the air and shooting guns while they let go of the handles like it's insane it's nuts but this is the world that they're in where if you are an angel you can do pretty much any and everything right Lacey and I had to rewind 10 minutes into the movie. And I guess both of us looked down at our food at the exact half a second where a helicopter fell out of the truck they were driving. And Cameron Diaz quite literally just blinked into the helicopter. And then they landed in the seats and flew away. They don't land in the seats. Natalie, well, I'm Natalie sorry. they they grab onto the wings and then yes, pull themselves onto the wings. into the seats. Right. Cameron right, Diaz right. does. She literally like she jumps out of like, the she jumps out of the truck and goes under the tarp before they drive off the bridge. <laughs> yeah. She does? Yeah. I mean, we rewound crazy. that part and I didn't catch that. I've You've seen it a lot, guys. Don't don't, <laughs> yeah. don't try to test it. Lacey, tell me your thoughts. What thoughts do you want from me? What do you want? I don't like I don't know what to tell you because I I, I can't. Josh said this movie sucks. How do you feel? I did not like this movie. Why? I there's it was too much. Like I don't know. I don't I was confused the whole time and that might be because I didn't see the first one. So, I'll mm-hmm. give credit there. Person Bella says no. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I was confused the whole time. I felt like Cameron Diaz was in her own movie, aside from what Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu were doing. She was and that bugged world. me. It was too much. It was too much. It was it was I do too think much. Cameron Diaz in this one is incredible. <laughs> Relax. Too much. No, I think she's more at the forefront than the other two girls. Oh, big time. Right? Yeah. Okay. Big time. Where I feel I don't like think so. Yeah, definitely. I mean the emotional weight of the movie is with Drew Barrymore, is with Dylan. I disagree. I feel like that gets completely overshadowed by Cameron Diaz. I everything that that Natalie Cameron Diaz has is is settled. Her issue is just whether or not the boyfriend that she's going to move in with is going to propose or not. And it turns out to just be a puppy. Mm-hmm. But Dylan is the one that's nervous that they're going to break apart. Her ex comes back and threatens the whole group. She's the one that leaves. She's the one that gets the emotional talk from Jacqueline Smith. She has all of the weight. All maybe- of that is overshadowed for me by Cameron Diaz's performance. You don't like her? You don't think she's good in this? I don't think she's bad. I feel like she was heightened to the 10th degree, whereas Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore was, were still playing this. I don't, I don't want to say realistic, but they were in a different genre than Cameron was, okay. in my opinion. I can agree with that. What What happened with that scene, the Mexico bar scene? What do you is mean that what a, happened? Is that a dream? It could be. That's but bad I don't... writing. <laughs> Should never could be. What, uh, no, I don't. I don't think it is a dream. But sh- but I mean, it's this. Jacqueline Smith was one of the original angels right. on the TV show. She's actually the only person that was in every single episode of Charlie's Angels because everyone That's thinks it's Farrah Fawcett, but 
Farrah Fawcett left after the first season. So I think it's just a, uh, it's like a fantastic moment. Like, it's just it's a fantasy where this former angel is giving her this pep talk to go back to her friends. I don't know. what What's so bad about it? I don't understand. What? Who is she? Where's she come from? The amount of fourth wall breaking that is required in this movie as the viewer doesn't always sit well with me. Sometimes it's okay, but like that part, the only part it's like, oh, that's cool because she's a former angel from the TV show and you just have to know that. Well, Otherwise, you don't have just... to know it. She says it. Right, but like... She sits other... down and, and Drew Barrymore's like, Kelly Garrett, you are an angel. And right. That's all you need like, to know. You're, you're watching. In... You're watching a movie based on a tv show like i mean what screenwriting needs to support that other than we're already watching Annie? this over the top <laughs> movie and sh- this is just like a nod you i say this every time mr marvel this is just an <laughs> easter egg like i don't know why it needs okay. to have this great setup and payoff I like guess it's just a moment if, if it's treated like an easter egg that's fine but i guess where you lose me is that it's the emotional apex of the movie it's this big revelation it's it's why can't it's, it be both i guess why not huh <laughs> yes i don't understand i don't understand because easter eggs because easter eggs require a slight removal of yourself from the movie marvel easter eggs is like that's from the comics i'm stepping out of the movie to recognize that that's something different uh, that's not an easter egg an easter egg is just like oh i know i recognize that from a different medium and they're putting this in here to wink at me that's all an easter egg is don't wink at me when drew barrymore is acting for her fucking life don't wink at me (laughs) creeps me out (laughs) wait 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 okay so let's talk about child above okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sure what's up so you go why he was only in this movie to find some weird loophole to bring crispin glover back um (laughs) <laughs> the creepy the, the thin, thin man. man let me tell you from Lacey <laughs> Lacey having not seen the first one when oh, the thin man yeah. came on screen and did his whole thing she was <laughs> gone so confused I can see that everything also is kind of so like, confused fine so grossed out so uncomfortable you know I hated every second of it he's kind of hot ah, just a little nope. bit no. No. Pull my hair. No. Was that you being you talking to him? Yeah. Out. Pull my hair out and sniff it and then scream at me? No. No. Don't thank kink you. shame him. <laughs> it's the scream, dude. Shy was only in it to give a vehicle for the thin man to come back. I think it was more. What? Here we go. I'm just like gymnastics all over. It's fine. I brought this to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm. Okay. I th- so Max is just it's not a it's not a fully developed or extremely well written character. I get it, but Max is collateral damage in their pursuit of people that are taking out these witnesses. And he ends up being another surrogate orphan, like all the angels are, like Bosley is, like Creepy Thin Man is, that they end up taking in. And probably a setup for a third movie that never happened where he was going to be trained to be the new Bosley. But that's what it reeked up to me is sure. Sure. Do we not have this conversation with WandaVision where you okayed all of that, but this is not okay? Oh, well, yeah, because WandaVision's good. Charlie's Angels is great. Okay. <laughs> Rashan, I see like all of the story points that you're you're sharing and I I can recognize where they were at in the movie and what that meant in the movie now that you're explaining them to me but watching it going into it blind and watching it none of that shows through for a first time viewer i get it that. is so overwhelming with chaos that any storyline is completely muddled for me i could not follow the story because everything else was so loud i can't argue with anything you just said because it's completely 100% correct. The story is as thin as ice. And I can't argue with that. And I'm not going to fight it. But I didn't go to this movie. And I don't love this movie for the story. What what the poster is. What the trailer is. And what the movie delivers. Is <laughs> Lucy Liu 
my girl Drew and Cameron D. Oh and it my. delivers. I was waiting for it. It delivers. It, it delivers does. on that completely. And they are in, and I think a lot of that is credited to Drew Barrymore, who produced both of these movies. She produced the recent remake. She handpicked McGee to direct both of these movies. She's had a surefire hand in the entire franchise. She is a huge supporter of gun control, which is why both of these movies, the angels never use guns. Everything that they solve and they take care of is done with their intelligence or with their capabilities. Mm -hmm. And I think the forefront of this movie is their relationship, the sisterhood, the teamwork between the three of them. Now, is all of that wrapped up in this garish, CGI-heavy, threadbare plot mess? Absolutely. (laughs) But I enjoy it because of all those things that I think the three of them bring to the movie. And they are completely front and center. They are the reason that I show up. And I think they have incredible chemistry. And I love it. I love this movie, you guys. I can't. I mean, you can't. I I wish I could say it was a guilty pleasure, but I'm not. I don't feel guilty for loving it. I, I think it's great. The same person who loves Fast and the Furious, which is not you, I'm just talking in general. The same mm-hmm. person who loves Fast and the Furious can't ever doubt Charlie's Angels full throttle. Because Fast and the Furious is a garbage script and it's just things blowing up and it's you know, these men doing these like weird fucking things that you could never do in real life. And we have what, ten of those? We're right? Get ten, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, I'm not I'm preaching to the choir but I'm just saying is like that I think what I love about it too is them three so it's like yeah I would watch these three do anything because they're fucking great Lucy Liu is fire just like mm-hmm. she's so I just wish she did so much more um mm-hmm. but I would watch them do anything I think their chemistry is fantastic like you said however <laughs> what <laughs> what yeah i well i said it already i just think a lot is happening and that's partially why i personally don't love action films because i feel like an action film always has so much going on whether it's a superhero film or just like a classic like mission impossible i just can't get into it because it's always like well, this person is connected to this person and then they have rings and then there's a briefcase and then that briefcase is a, like, it's just too fucking much that I'm like, Lacey, like, huh? What's the rings mean? <laughs> and then at the end, let's bring in every mob family in the city for 30 seconds. I feel the same way, Mela. And I feel this way about most action movies like you. I just can't keep follow up. it. They I make can't. me feel stupid. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep is up. It- is it because I'm trying to, again, remove? I feel like the way Josh felt about I Am Legend, I'm trying to remove myself from someone who hasn't seen this upwards of 20 times. <laughs> Is it because they're just throwing out exposition? Yeah. And things just, like, keep moving? They're throwing out exposition while wearing bright blue nun costumes and jumping from a, a truck straight into a helicopter. And they're giving me all the information while all of these loud things are happening around them, and I cannot do it. I cannot process it. It's fun. I love seeing them in all these costumes. But by the time we get from them being the fake crime scene going into the nun part, I'm like, Wait, what were they doing as the fake mm-hmm. crime scene? Like, what was happening? Like, I just remember... Well, the crime scene wasn't fake. Well, Bernie Mac just... was a fake coroner, because in the real one... They were they... posing, but the yeah, crime... They... I mean, the crime scene was real. They yeah, were yeah, fake yeah. investigators. They were fake... That's what I mean. But it's like, by the time we get to another disguise, I'm invested in this disguise, or I'm thinking about, like, damn, Cameron Diaz was kind of just playing a butch lesbian without saying she's a butch lesbian like that type of thing and then i'm thinking about the nuns i'm like wait what the fuck is happening with the plot that's where my mind is at that i completely forget what's going on yeah if you're gonna throw in a carrie fisher cameo you gotta give me two blank lines of dialogue so my brain can register that it's carrie fisher and then oh okay yeah she's given exposition where's carrie fisher she's the nun that gives the the creepy thin man his haircut 
what the fuck? I did not notice this. <laughs> but wait, why do you need to know that it's... I don't understand that. I'm saying, to Mela's point, like... Yeah. It's everything is exposition. And when you have a cameo like that, think of... Let me use a good Marvel example. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. In Endgame, in the portal scene, when Black Panther, Okoye, and Shuri walk out, they walk out for like 30 seconds. That is a nothing. terrible example, Josh. Because... And that's also the, not a cameo. The filmmakers knew that there's going to be applause there. And there's going to be cheering there. And they can't put anything over that. This is garbage. No. <laughs> You're comparing someone walking out who's been in four previous movies to a cameo, a 10-minute cameo in an action movie? General Leia Organa. Black Panther yeah. is not a cameo. What are you talking about? I'm saying, as a filmmaker, you have to recognize that that's Carrie Fisher. Some people, half one-fourth of the audience is going to recognize that that's Carrie Fisher. And for that fourth of the audience, there's going to be a split moment where they're in their head, they're not listening anymore because they're going, oh, shit, that's Carrie Fisher. And whatever line is said, whatever exposition is given, gone. I don't agree. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand that. Okay, well, aside from the Carrie Fisher part, which... Clearly, I didn't know she was in this movie. That it's like what me and Lacey were saying is like there's just so much happening, not even with the plot, but just this is so much happening. I don't even know what to say. There's I know, just... I know. I don't. Here's what I will say, Rashawn, because I know we are coming for it really hard. It's I fine. I disagree with Josh. I don't think this is a bad movie. I think this movie definitely has its audience and it is a like you said it knows exactly what it is and it delivers on every front of that but i don't like it (laughs) it's not my kind of movie i think it really felt like and i get it bernie mac is was one of the greats he will forever be one of the greats i thought he was hilarious but it felt like in the script, whenever Bosley Mac had a line in the script, it just said parentheses help Bernie Mac help us make the movie funnier. They just let Bernie Mac loose. I think that's a a lazy critique <laughs> from putting any comedian in any part. You're gonna let them riff. Yeah, but but it felt like Bernie Mac was exclusively riffing. Yeah, I mean, why else would you put Bernie Mac in your movie? I don't understand. Not, I don't understand. I need to stop saying that. Why else would you put Bernie Mac in your movie if you're not going to just roll the camera and let him go? Especially with a role like Bosley. Bosley is literally just there to hand the angels a piece of information and get out the way. And because you put Bernie Mac in that part, he's also going to hand them the information and then spit a little joke out. I hesitate to say this because it's Bernie Mac and I truly think he was one of the best stand-ups of all time. But even then, it was a little much. It Like, every line was a riff. And it's like, can we have a little... I almost said the B word. Can we have a little a bookend on each scene instead of every line? Button was the word I didn't say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're wrong. <laughs> Bernie Mac can do no wrong. Fine. What? If Bernie Mac can do no wrong, mm-hmm. which I agree with... Mm-hmm. Let's get into this. Hmm. Bernie Mac's brother in the film. Mm-hmm. William H. Murray. One of the <laughs> delights that I take, I, every time I press play on Full Throttle, is that they replaced <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> and I thank them for it every time. You know they only replaced it because he didn't get along with I think yeah. it was Lucy Liu. Some of the things he said on the first on the set of the first movie. What? Yeah, no. it was objectively he bad. She, he told her I she couldn't act. Damn. Yeah. What? She's so good. She's so good. Yeah, I She's think he so also good. got into like a physical fight with Pick G. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. No, that's bad. That's objectively bad, and you'll you'll never hear me defend it. I think Lucy Liu is great. I don't care for Cameron Diaz. Uh. <sighs> That's Rashawn's fave. I know. I, she's my favorite part of this movie. She really is. And she's, the, she is in a different... 
I don't know. Maybe she's not in a different movie. Maybe she's just she's trying to match what the movie is. I don't know. But I, yeah, I think she's in the right yeah. movie. I think the other two are are playing the straight men to her, especially Lucy Liu. Mm-hmm. And then Drew gets like a few comedic moments, but I I think Cameron is definitely tuned into what the movie needs. Dude, I love Drew Barrymore so much. So much. There would be no Drew Slander allowed. None. I mean, we've already done Never Been Kissed, and I feel like something else. Or we've talked about... Scream. Oh, yeah, Scream, of course. But, like, goddamn, every time I watch her, like, even when she's talking about... She has the moment where she's talking about how Cameron is going to get proposed to, and she's going to have to move on. It, she didn't need to do all that for Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. <laughs> she didn't have to. But she did. She did that for us. She did that for us. I'm not done with the Bosley thing. Go um, ahead. Why couldn't they have saved 20 lines of dialogue and 10 minutes of movie and just make Bosley a title like Q or M and James Bond? Why does, why does he literally have to be a Bosley? Why can't it just be a role that gets passed on? You're Bosley now. I, I like the little detour to when they take Max in. Mm-hmm. I like that too. And I like the dynamic that I, I do like the dynamic that Max and Bosley have. I like it, everything uh, Bosley in this movie and the first movie. Fancy that. But <laughs> I do too, actually, believe it or not. I, I do like, I do like him in the first movie, but you can still have Max going to Bernie Mac's house as a safe haven. Mm-hmm. Needs him. But if Max is in the movie, you can still go to Bosley's house and that can still be the safe haven. Just have Bosley be a title instead of the weird framed picture of hello old Bill Murray. (laughs) I mean, it's what we were just talking about. It's an Easter egg. I guess. It is, but it's it's fine. I feel like Did he die? It is what the movie is. So I kicked, <laughs> that's that's something I just accepted because that's that's how the movie has set set us up. Yeah. And Janet Janet Dubois is so good as his mother. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. So when good. She has such so few lines, but she's just get in here. Yeah. <laughs> just the point to the house. Come You're on. like, yeah, I would I would just go. Uh, my favorite. I just want to say this. Because I know I'm defending a quote-unquote bad movie. I get it. And you guys... every Your points are valid. I've not had the best few weeks. And this is one of those movies that I go to continuously to cheer me up. And the epitome of that is the high school reunion scene. And I think that if you ever question why this movie was made or why Cameron Diaz was one of the highest paid actresses in the world. Just go to that scene. And when she falls over in the balloons, you guys, <laughs> it's like I've the first time I've seen it every single time. The fact sure. that she gets not one, but two dance sequences in this movie. This is just the movie that stops and lets, lets her dance to MC Hammer and Donna Summer. Like, it just, we don't have a lot of time to explain the plot, but we're going to stop and give you a full <laughs> choreographed dance number where she's smacking male dancers. It's just great. And I get it. Yeah. The MC Hammer dancing is cute. It's and super the, cute. The homage there is cute, too. Mm-hmm. To singing in the rain. To singing in the rain. Adorable. Yeah. We mentioned her a little, but I do want to say that Demi Moore is great. Oh, and I mm-hmm. just so love seeing her. I The movie could have been just about madison yeah and just solely on a fallen angel seeking revenge and i think that was the plot for what they thought was going to be the third movie but they ended up putting it in this um so it is it's rushed and it's very compact but i think what they do give her is is really she does really well i love justin thoreau i think he's a fantastic actor Mm -hmm. i think taking his part out completely and just giving it all to Demi. That mm-hmm. would have gotten rid of some of Drew's moments, but I think it would have maybe made a better movie for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, no. But You'll- I understand. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. F- 
find more moments. You'd have to find moments for for Drew to flex like she did in this. I don't think it would be a hard thing to do, but I do think it could have just been Madison the whole time. I think Demi hits the nail on the head with the tone. Mm-hmm. I think she matches the tone perfectly yeah. of, of campy villain with grounded stakes that you love to hate. I think she nails the tone. Mm-hmm. A line, lines that are just so bad they're good. Like, I was never good. I was great. The wrong person yeah. could make that bad, but she sells it. And you just believe her. This soft focus close up where she has a single tear. I hated it. I I love it. I love it. (laughs) This movie is just excess to the max. And I just (laughs) inject it into my veins. Full throttle, baby. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-uh. So you said that Carrie Fisher has her cameo. We also have Jacqueline Smith, of course. Kelly Garrett. Bruce Willis shows up for a moment. On the plane. Um, uh, it's implied that it's Madison Lee that kills him, but... What plane? <laughs> he's the Justice Department agent on the plane that she kills, and she steals the ring from him. Right. The Olsen twins! We get Mary... Ashley and Mary-Kate. We get Eve. E-V-E. Eve, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Pink for a second. Eric Bogosian get- doesn't say shit, but he's... Yeah, a, a dead body. <laughs> yes, Melissa McCarthy had a full scene. Yeah, what criminal? What? So she's in the. She has a cameo in the first movie as well. She had a scene in front of the court, in front of the crime scene. They cut it, but she does have that blooper at the end that you see. We also had to pause for about ten minutes to figure out whether or not that was Owen or the bonus Wilson <laughs> as the cop. Because we could not fucking figure it out. Oh, I don't think he looked like Owen at all. Felt like it was Owen with them purposefully trying to hide mm, that it was Owen. I see that. That's what I that's what I thought was happening. I was like, that's Owen Wilson. Wait, Owen Wilson's not in the IMDB. Was it really a secret camp? Ten minutes I, it took me to find <laughs> out who that was. Third Wilson, Andrew. Um, yeah, that's it. Big boys in this movie. And then Robert Forster, of course, is the... Uh, director of the Wait, FBI. Like hmm. Outcast Big Boy? No. Uh, uh, the guy that they're playing uh, Clue at Bosley's house. Mm. Got oh, yes. Him. And he kind of mocks Bosley for a second. I think that's it. <laughs> Anyone has any other grievances to air? I'm sure I do. <laughs> uh charlie's angels full throttle check it out <laughs> you don't have to see the first one you really don't i think you might you maybe you should it might maybe be helpful do you be... think if you had seen the first one Lacey, you would like this one a little more nah. no no but i feel like it would have been for like i i think that's the other thing is i had no idea what i was getting into so i think you you just gotta know. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll like the first one more because I think yeah. so. Sam Rockwell's in it. Yeah, yeah it's not as I don't know. I feel like it's not as action or like as action plot heavy. Like you get more of their background and like why they are. It's the angels. It, it's background. The first one feels a little bit more espionagey than this one. Yes, Sam Rockwell's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I prefer these two movies to the remake that just came out i do love that elizabeth banks was behind all of it and directed but i really like full throttle obviously all right you guys want to play some games i want to play a game all right everyone gird your loins they don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile guessing games okay the game this week is called Angels and Demons. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's kind of a mishmash of what we do here. To determine who's going to control the game, huh? we're going to do a really quick Price is Right. No Googling, no IMDBing. Closest without going over. Give me the worldwide gross of Charlie's Angels full throttle. So bad at this. Josh, your square is lit up, so I'm going to make you go first. Uh, I'll say this. Charlie's Angels was a big enough hit to get a sequel. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle 
did not warrant a third installment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. However, Somewhere. it was a modest success. What is a hundred mil flat? I was gonna go so much lower. Me too. Oh. Fuck. Um, I'm gonna say twenty five mil. Worldwide. Yep. She said it. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> fuck. One fifty. Why don't you just say one hundred one? I don't know. Yeah, I, I could have just said one hundred one. <laughs> the worldwide gross for Charlie's Angels Full Throttle: two hundred and fifty nine million. Wow. wow. Still two fi- okay. I was gonna say two hundred. I first. was close. What? I had the two and the five. <laughs> <laughs> just throw a little zero on it. <laughs> Great, uh, Mella, you are the Charlie for this game. Ooh. Hello, Angels. So what I need you to do for yourself. Josh and Lacey, I need you to assign them each an angel, whether it be Natalie, Dylan, or Alex. Don't forget to give yourself one as well. So I'm going to go for Josh. I'm going to do Dylan, which is Drew. Fuck yeah. And then Lacey is going to be Alex, Lucy Lou, and I'll be Cameron Diaz because we share the same last name. Great. Beautiful. Cute. So Lucy Lou, that is Lacey. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Okay. Would you like to be an angel or would you like to be a demon? Ooh. Fuck is this? Ooh. I don't know. I want to be bad. I'm going to be a demon. Great. Carmela, would you like to be an angel or a demon? Angel, baby. Joshua Vetter, would you like to be an angel or a demon? I feel like because I'm Drew, I should pick angel. But if I pick angel, Lacey will be left alone and she might get mad. No, I won't. But she might like that because she's competitive. So I'm going to say Angel. Yes. Great. Josh, you are Lucy from 51st Dates, an <gasps> art teacher with a love for the Beach Boys and yeah. anterograde amnesia. Dang. Which Fuck means yeah. you forget everything every single day. Carmela. Yes. You are Kimmy from My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh. <laughs> you are the bride-to-be who just wants the best for everyone. You're a terrible driver naive and trusting to a fault lacy mm-hmm. <laughs> i know who he picked you, God, you, you are oren ishii yeah. from kill Bill. a fierce member of the deadly viper assassination squad and leader of the crazy 88 codename really cool. cottonmouth wow that's fucking cool <laughs> wait can we know can we know our alternates or is that yeah Lacey, you were either Oren or Master Viper from Kung Fu Panda. Aww. Oh, bless it, dude. Now I have regrets. <laughs> Compassionate and maternal, but also you were born with ineffective fangs, so no venom. Aww. That's like uh, actually me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, you were either Lucy or Sugar from Batman Forever. <laughs> Two Faces Henchman. <laughs> and. Mel, you were either Kimmy or Miss Hannigan from Annie. Yeah! Ah! <laughs> Little girls. All right, so we have Oren Ishii, we have Lucy, and we have Kimmy. We're going to have a three-way versus. What? Who's, who's making it out alive? What? Discuss. Oh, just like that. I got it. So, uh, interior. <laughs> Warehouse. By the time the camera comes in, a good scene always or starts the scene late, leaves the scene early, right? We start. Allren's already sliced Kimmy in half. That takes Fuck. two seconds. Flat. Mm. Lucy survives because she forgot about the engagement because we planned it yesterday. Doesn't even show up. Lives on, happy, eating her spam and eggs. What's good? That's a nice nice try with the technicality, but she's... I was going to say, Oren goes right to her house if she doesn't show up and kicks some Hawaiian ass. She's not even there. She's not at her house. <laughs> she's at the diner eating some Spam and eggs, baby. Pan clocks. Pan clocks. I, guys, so this she... is not even a versus. It's me. I win. I know. I'm it's, like, I have it's no... It's fucking Oren, all right? What do you want? <laughs> it's me. Even if, even, if, even if we were opposite, you gave Lucy Lou. The two, her, her, her fucking bad. She always plays a badass. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, not was, fair. <laughs> there weren't many choices of Lucy Liu's roles to not choose a badass. She always plays a badass because she's Lucy Liu. Right. Yeah. I have no horse in this race. Like I'm literally just crying in the corner until I get my head chopped off. <laughs> 
Does Alren have any emotions or empathy left? Can Lucy play to that? No, she doesn't. No. No. She's a <laughs> stone, stone cold killer. Fine, Alren wins. Damn, easy. <laughs> Lacey just dominated. I win. I don't even think it was a big fight. No. Just, no. no. They literally take... walked in and I went. It wasn't even messy. All right. I have one final question for you. What is the name of the Grammy winning Destiny's Child song from the first Charlie's Angels? Is. Oh, I'm is... very mad at everyone right now. I know. It's because I know the song. Is. Independent isn't from Charlie's Angels, is it? Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Oh, okay. Fuck, I should have okay. said that. Independent woman. Yeah. Part yeah. one. Part one. Excuse me. <laughs> part two is a pop two. Don't don't sleep on it. Congratulations, Oren. Thank you. Killed, I worked really hard for that. Killed the game. <laughs> she didn't even break a sweat in that shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she made the right choice. You guys chose Angels. Well, damn. Please, <laughs> Miss Hannigan. What is she gonna do? If Lacey had chosen Angel, you might have been able to kill a snake. With She's no, a snake with no venom. I could so, strangle him. Strangle a bitch. True. Strangles the little girls. I'll strangle a snake. But Lacey won. She killed it. Literally. Literally. Wrapping things up, we can all come to the conclusion that Charlie's Angels full throttle is a to the max camp masterpiece. Mm. Um, that is unapologetically. Off the charts, over the top, fun. <laughs> First time. And if you're having a bad day, just go to YouTube and look up Cameron Diaz's Last Dance, Donna Summer. Mm-hmm. It will just brighten your day. <sighs> the blooper reel is very sweet too. Awesome. The blooper reel put a smile on my love face. Love a blooper yes. reel. At the end of the day, we love Lucy Liu, our girl Drew, Cameron D. Destiny. Destiny. Charlie's, Charlie's angels, angels come, come on. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation where we connect an actor from this week's film to an actor from next week's film. So, who can find the fastest connection between Drew Barrymore and Brian Tyree Henry? I have it. Oh, no shit. way. So, Drew Barrymore was in. Oh my fucking god! Deleted. No, she wasn't. Quick. That was very. Oh my god! <laughs> no, she wasn't. Scratch that. Okay, I think I have it. No! Okay, so Drew Barrymore was in He's Just Not That Into You with Jennifer Aniston, who was in Mother's Day with Julia Roberts. The Mother's Day. Who was in Eat, Pray, Love with Viola Davis, who was in Widows with Brian Tyree. Nice! I was trying to go Widows, too. Um, nobody seen Child's Play remake? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's, right. So, that's a little no for me now. Why did I completely forget about Widows? My. <laughs> the one you brought? I know. Congrats, Mel. Yay! Yeah. Thank you. Little Widows throwback. Go listen to our episode. It's a good one. It's a good movie, dude. It's a good movie. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you liked followed, rated us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our heart. Someone's closing the rings. I close my rings, guys. Give us our rings. (laughs) (laughs) You can find this and all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love and tell us how grateful Throttle is, mm. Mm. email us at mm. WhenCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. One last time, Josh. Give us our rings. <laughs>
Thank you so much for riding dirty with us. Full throttle. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.